Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. <laughs> Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast, episode 42, episode Jackie Robinson, as I like to call it. Uh, I don't really like to call it that, but I figured I'd call it that because I got a call from Major League Baseball asking me to retire this episode. So I'm going to hang it on the wall. We're going to go ahead and put it up there. You can stare at this number forever. No one will ever listen to this episode again after you hear it this one time. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to play this every year. This will be this will be now the evergreen episode 42. I'm retiring it in honor of our boy Jackie, our boy Jackie Robinson. And now that I think about it, probably calling him my boy is not the smartest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, the 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 best baseball player ever named Jackie Robinson to wear number forty two. That's who he is. I don't know. Uh, that's not a lot of superlatives, quite frankly. I, look, because I couldn't. I was going to call him the best ball play uh, ball player ever, but he's clearly not. He's not that. He's an amazing man, an unbelievable inspiration. Uh, but he, but Willie Mays and and Barry Bonds and Mike Trout. And uh, and of course, Hank Aaron, those those guys all and Joe DiMaggio, perhaps they all have a beef. If you want to go ahead and say that Jackie Robinson's the best guy of all time. But Jackie Robinson certainly paved the way. If it's not for him, we don't get a Hank Aaron. We don't get a Willie Mays. We don't get a Barry Bonds. Uh, unfortunately, we do get a Mike Trout. And we get a Joe DiMaggio. So those two guys, we would have had them no matter what. Even if Jackie Robinson had never shown up and these other guys didn't, we'd still have Mike Trout patrolling the outfield there. So he, he owes nothing to Jackie Robinson. Um, but I owe everything to Jackie Robinson. And let's talk about the man for just a second here. Former UCLA track star. I think he was a football star as well. Former UCLA golfer. Jackie Robinson did amazing work, as you know. And also, and if you're aware of this, he actually co-wrote and co-created the television series Cosmos with uh, Carl Sagan. That was Jackie Robinson and Carl Sagan came up with Cosmos. And uh, and as usual, Carl Sagan gets all the credit. And But that's Jackie Robinson for you. He's the kind of guy, he didn't want any credit. He just wanted him backed off. Because Branch Rickey said, please, do us a favor. Let the white guy have space. And Jackie Robinson <laughs> said, okay, man. Let's give that goofy-looking white bastard with the weird hair and the choppers and the fucking sweater. He can have space. I'm going to go get more baseball accolades. And then uh, he made sure that his shirt was worn only one more time by everybody in the league on one day. And then uh, one day, everybody wears it. That's the whole day. If you don't know this about Jackie Robinson, you know, first black ball player uh, in, in baseball. Larry Doby, very close to that. Larry Doby, so close to being Jackie Robinson, he could taste it. Uh, oftentimes, you would speak to Larry Doby, and he would say that he'd go, "Yeah, my mouth kind of tastes like Jackie Robinson right now." I, I, and it was it was a combination of bitterness and regret, and also it was a it was he was so it was the taste of paving the way for something important. And Larry Doby recognized that. Uh, Larry Doby was a Cleveland Indian, and and look, what's the irony there, folks? 
that Larry Doby was, I believe, I believe, I'm just guessing off the top of my head, because again, that's what most of the show is, is just me whistling past the graveyard, firing shit out of my skull at top speed. I believe Larry Doby was the second African-American ball player who ever played in, in the major leagues, and he played for the Cleveland Indians. So look at that. A racist ball club had had a huge hand in breaking the racial barrier. They broke the American League's racial barrier because, again, Jackie Robinson's strictly a, a National League ball player. He's a Brooklyn Dodger, stealing bases, smashing line drives, uh, fighting with Carl Ferrillo because Carl Ferrillo called him the N-word once. That could be a lie. I don't want to disparage Carl Ferrillo, please. This is when we get into the dangerous part of things just that come flying out of my head. I just disparage Carl Ferrillo. And, and that's that's the kind of a name. You don't want to disparage the Ferrillo family. I'm going to wind up in a fucking cornfield somewhere with the Spilatros, my shoes sticking up in the air facing the sun. Uh, I can't have that happen, right? So I got to go ahead and back off. I back off my, my previous thing that I said about Carl Ferrillo. But there were guys who didn't care for Jackie Robinson because of his skin. And, and those guys, I think we can all agree, are fools. They're darn fools. Now, look, if there were guys who were like, I hate Jack Irvinson, and you're like, why is that? Because he's black? And he's like, no, man, it's because he kicks our ass. The guy's hitting like 480 against our pitchers. Then go ahead and j- hate Jackie Robinson. That's a, that's a tried and true American tradition. You can hate an African-American if he's just he's just wearing out your ball club. Now you can say, oh, I fucking hate that guy. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like uh, as a Philadelphia Philly, oftentimes I will watch the games and I say to myself, God damn, I hate Howie Kendrick. And he's like, why do you hate Howie Kendrick? Is it because he's black? And I go, no. As a matter of fact, he was a Philly once, and I liked him then. But now as a national, he's just he's wearing us out, man. The guy's a professional hitter. If you don't know anything about Howie Kendrick, study up on the man. He's a, he is a professional hitter. That's all he does. He comes to the you know he comes to the fucking field. He's got his bat in a fucking violin case, like an old school gangster with a fucking Tommy gun, and he pulls it out and he just he just sprays base hits all over the goddamn field. Howie Kendrick gets it done, man. And he's one of those dudes who's built like a thumb. You know, baseball players are lithe. They're graceful. They're like antelopes. And then and then here comes our friend uh, Howie Kendrick, who who looks like he was smashed in a in a hydraulic press to where he's just muscles. That's all he is. You ever see those uh, those wrestlers you could buy uh, and put them on your thumb out of the gumball machine? Those little squatty muscular dudes. That's what Howie Kendrick looks like. He looks like he's just doing damage. That guy is just all fucking chin, thighs, and biceps, and he's just fucking tearing apart the Phillies every time he gets a chance. Please don't do any research on this. Again, this is just me thinking out of my brain. I, I could be I could be pumping up Howie Kendrick just as much as I'm tearing down Carl Ferrillo, and please don't hold me to these baseball facts. Uh, folks, here's the thing. While we're talking about this, and you're fresh in your mind, you're thinking about last week's show, you're thinking about this week's show, you're thinking about all of these shows, I have to ask your favorite. There's an online poll circulating all over this great land of ours, and by this great land, I mean the World Wide Web. That's where we live. We live here together as friends. We frolic around an electronic maypole and spin it around and around in our electronic yard here at www.electronicyardwithelectronicfriendsandinternetchums.com. Uh, but there's internet polls going around. And here's the thing I have to ask you, and, and you need to vote on this. Do you, collectively, as a hive mind, as a group think, as a bunch of people who've listened to the show and, and formed opinions about it, do you think we should redo Year 11 with new writers? Let me ask you that. That poll is going around, folks. People are people are chiming in, and they're thinking, you know what, they're, they're a little sour about how Year 11 has turned out, and they're thinking to themselves, well, you know what, here's the thing. Let's get some new people in here who know what they're doing, and uh, and we'll add more dragons. We'll get more, uh, more rape. We'll get more of those blonde ladies having sex with their brothers, whatever the fuck. Because again, look, I haven't seen... Uh, the Game of Thrones show. I just know that there's online polls and people are angry about it. I see this out of the periphery of my vision. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'll be on a uh, social media and I see people are sour and, uh, and they they start an online poll because they're like, I didn't like Game of Thrones. I want to change it. 
And, and then for some fucking reason, a bunch of useless people also signed that petition, like a million fucking people or something, or I think it was up to 2 million. You know what? 75 million people signed this poll. Now that seems really, that doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. Uh, and I agree with you. I thought it was strange myself, but yet 75 million people queued up just to click a box on the internet to say, yes, more dragons, less rape. And, uh, although a second ago, weren't they advocating for more rape? Uh, see that's, well, that's what happens when you open a 75 million. If you just got a couple of people in there. They're, they're just like, eh, you know, I don't mind the, the rape so much. That's the dragons that bother me. But then an overwhelming tidal wave of support comes in for dragons. And then the pro rape crowd is like, all right, well, yeah, I don't mind dragons. Certainly we can do that. That's, that's a compromise. I'm willing to go ahead and strike with you people. Let's go ahead and table the rape and bring the dragons back to the forefront. What do you say? How about we throw the incest into a bonfire and we just fly around on dragons and make fun of everybody. Isn't that a plan? Um, we are a nation of babies. We are a nation of fucking children who, when they don't get what they want, they start an online poll or they bitch or they whine or they soil their diapers and they fucking cry. And I, and I don't understand it. Like just seconds ago, I heard from the Carl Ferrillo family bitching for no reason. <laughs> they just happened by my window and they're like, how dare you paint Carl as a racist? Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand the online polls. There was, and it's like, this all started with fucking Star Wars. Like when they had like the last Jedi and uh, and and BB-8 and whatever the fuck and Han Solo dies and then his kid's a broody, moody emo dude and then Count Dooku is there isn't he? Isn't that Count Dooku? And then uh, Padma is is that who it is or is that Top Chef? I don't know. I can't remember. All I know is people were upset because whoever the new Skywalker is, as she well, there's Anakin and then she's uh, Padme. I don't know. Pi Pi Maybe it's Pi Is it Pi Wasn't that that's the guy in Kill Bill who trained fucking Uma Thurman? who uh, we've avoided disaster because Tarantino almost played that fucking guy. You know that story? Holy fuck, I'll tell you this. If you ever watch Kill Bill 2, uh, Keith, uh, no, David Carradine, it's not Keith Carradine, David Carradine brings uh, Uma Thurman to get trained by Pi May, who is a, a martial arts expert. And he's got long white hair and he's an Asian guy and he's directly out of those old kung fu movies where they would train somebody and make them eat oatmeal with their hands and punch a fucking wall until their hands bled and they would laugh at the young American. He was he was taunting the blonde girl. Whatever the point is, Pai Mei was played by a guy I couldn't possibly think of his name right now, but he's in Kill Bill 1. He's the head of the crazy 88, uh, who are, of course, the the bodyguards for uh, for our friend Lucy Liu who plays Oreni Shi. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't have that fact directly in my brain at that second, but it took me three seconds to pull it out. But Oreni Shi, of course, is the she becomes the head of the, of the underground in Japan, uh, even though she's uh, half American and they're upset, but then she cuts that dude's head off and she's like, hey, you know, now's the fucking time. It's fucking amazing. So then when, of course, Uma Thurman comes to tackle the, the, the Oreni Shi, she has to go through the crazy 88. And of course, Gogo uh, Go Yubari, who is also a bodyguard for our good friend, Lucy Liu. Uh, I've established that I have a relationship with Lucy Liu in the last five minutes in here. And I got to tell you, I'm lying. I have, I have no relationship, certainly not a friendship. I'll call her my good friend uh, because I feel a kinship with her through her film work. And I'm sure that she listens to this podcast so the two of us you know what we're artists we're both in show business lucy lou in real show business and me in pretend fake show business where i come to you via this fake radio show that i recorded a fucking desk in my apartment every goddamn week um but the head of the crazy 88 uh, uh who was you know is is he was johnny johnny whatever the fuck his name was i can't remember in the movie but uh you know he winds up having the fight with uma and they do the a bunch of wire fighting and it's fucking amazing well then in kill bill 2 uh, Tarantino had a plan for who was going to play Pai Mei, the ancient uh, Asian guy who's training Uma Thurman to be an assassin. And uh, the actor, the initial actor, the original actor he was going to have play the role fell out 
Couldn't do it. And Tarantino, because Quentin Tarantino is Quentin Tarantino, and and you would expect nothing less from him at this point. He's like, oh, no, that guy left my movie. <sighs> well, looks like I'm going to have to play this role. And I don't know who stopped him. I don't know. I don't know if Samuel L. Jackson went, uh, I don't think so, motherfucker. I don't know if maybe Kurt Russell said, yeah, I'll tell you what, when when the Asian American council slams the back of your head to your favorite, uh, the back of your head against the back of your favorite bar, shit, the back of your favorite head against the bar room wall and says, you're not going to play an Asian guy. You don't play an Asian guy. Uh, can you imagine if Tarantino had played the martial arts master? With the fucking with the with the long white beard and the <laughs> and the fucking oh my Christ, just just I, I mean just the appropriation levels alone would have gone through the goddamn roof. People would have picketed. They would have freaked out. And I'll tell you this: because he's him, he might have gotten away with it back then. It's one of those deals where like <laughs> he would have gotten away with it when the movie came out. People would have squawked a little bit, but it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But now people would look back at it and go, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Remember when Tarantino played an Asian martial arts master? What a fucking joke that was, right? It's bad enough he played a narrator in his last film, and people were furious about it. It's bad enough he's Jimmy, who when he buys coffee, he likes to taste it. Let me ask you this: Was there a sign in his yard that said "Dead Carl Ferrillo Storage"? I don't think there was. You know why? Because storing dead Carl Ferrillos is not his fucking job. Uh... So, um, so, so vote on the online, the online, why, why online polls? I don't, I don't get them. I don't understand them. I don't understand why. And again, it was the baby Star Wars people. I think Chewbacca should wear a tie. Shut up. Go read a fucking book. Be a grown up. Go out and get a job. Go swimming. Do something with your life. And I know swimming is not an adult activity, but drown yourself. I'm hoping you'll swim yourself out and you'll just drown and sink to the bottom. And your last thought will be, weren't the Ewoks kind of like mini Chewbacca's glug, glug, glug dead? Because holy fuck, leave Star Wars alone. Leave George Lucas alone. And look, I've done my share of bitching about it. I, I still think that pod race is going on. I, I I may still be in the theater sleeping. This whole thing could be a fucking weird ass snow globe, St. Elsewhere, fucking fever dream. The rest of my life could have all absolutely been a fucking cartwheel at that point. I, sh- I could be right now trapped in a fucking theater watching the pod race still over and goddamn over. I pictured that to be hell. That's going to be hell when I go to hell. I'm going to show up there and, and the devil's going to be like, Mike, and I'm going to go, hi, devil. What do I call you? Lucifer, whatever the fuck. He had so many different names. Scratch. Maybe I'll call him Scratch. That's what they call him in Crossroads, baby. He's done changed his name to Scratch. And I'll ask if the devil Jack Butler, if his guitarist is there, and I'll say, hey, can I have a guitar duel to get out of hell? And he's like, you can't play guitar. I'll be like, it doesn't matter. I just want to watch Steve I play fucking guitar. And then when it's my turn, I'll suck. But at least I'll get a concert before you throw me into the fucking Lucifer pit or whatever the fuck. And then he's going to be like, yeah, well, that's probably not what we're doing today because we're going to do this. And he's going to open and put me in a chair and uh, and he's going to give me like a, like buttered popcorn, but with real heavy butter. So it leaks out onto my fucking cock as I'm sitting there in a pair of pants and I get a stain on my pants from too much fucking movie theater butter popcorn because that is not, you know what? Look, I don't know who you are or how you handle your fucking business or your snacks, but don't ever get fucking butter on your popcorn at the goddamn theater. Now, at least they let you, they let you do it. Although that's even more dangerous. You give the fucking general public access to the butter pump. Holy fuck. Are you asking for trouble? You're, you're just, you're just looking for somebody to drown themselves in fucking coagulated fat. Some fucking idiot's going to park his head underneath the faucet and just keep pressing it until eventually someone drags him off to America's got talent. And he's the sweatiest, shiniest motherfucker in the business. That's all he is. That's his talent. He sweats butter. This motherfucker sweats movie theater butter from chugging it at a goddamn theater because he placed his head under the fucking spigot a butter spigot the fucking butter pump get out of here um the, i actually saw the butter pump open for the verve pipe it's not a bad show not a bad show uh the butter pump and the verve pipe terrific god it's fantastic 
<laughs> so here's the deal. I I, uh, I don't understand the polls. I don't understand Star Wars. I don't understand these babies who go to the movie theater. Like I said, they just they wind up at the theater and they're just like, hey, I, I don't think that he should be. Uh, is there any way we can make Luke taller? Shut up, you fucking stroke. Uh, and I'm there. I'm watching the pod race. I know I am with fucking movie theater butter popcorn on my lap in hell. I'm watching it fucking continue. And I'll tell you this. Even with that being my fate and me knowing that that's my fucking fate, I bitched about it. Hey, that movie blows. That scene blows. All that shit blows. The prequels blow. Whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't give a fuck. Moody Anakin. Uh, he's not really Darth Vader yet, but he's Hayden Christensen. And whatever the fuck he's going to do. Um, is Hayden Christensen? Is that his name? Who am I confusing him with? Then that's him. Because I'm thinking there's a fucking supermodel with that same exact name. Like Hala Christensen or Haley Christensen? What if there was? What if there was a Haley Christensen and a Hayden Christensen? He was Darth Vader. She was Milf Vader. Perhaps she's Milf Vader. I don't know. Uh, but that's the thing. I'll be in hell and I'll have just a fucking... I won't even get popcorn. I'll get unpopped kernels that I have to bite. And I like biting them, but you always risk breaking your tooth. But I actually like biting unpopped kernels of popcorn. Uh, and But those just floating in a sea of that fucking fake butter. And then I'm sitting there watching the pod race go on and on. And even watching that, even knowing that's my fate in hell, I will not start a poll to change it. I don't give a fuck. Let George Lucas make whatever the fuck he wants. He's earned it. The guy made fucking Indiana Jones. He made Raiders of the goddamn Lost Ark. Him and Spielberg had an unholy alliance. They made the initial Star Wars and whatever the fuck. And honestly, you can trace that baby whole thing back to fucking Lucas. He created this baby atmosphere by making Star Wars in 77. I was 10. I didn't get to see it at the movies. If I had, maybe I'd have a different opinion of it. But right now, I'm just like, meh, that's okay. Space and dudes, whatever the fuck. Um... And that's how I feel about Star Trek. I don't, it just doesn't, space does dick for me. I just don't fucking care. It means nothing to me. You know, who am I? Fucking Jackie Robinson and, and fucking Carl Sagan? I don't give a shit about space. You'd think I would because fucking Jackie loved to do the fucking white guy. And I'm like, nah, see, that's just very probably. You got Jackie Robinson hosting fucking Cosmos. Then I tune in. I, I watch him. He starts telling me about Jupiter and he steals home. Perfect. Slides under Yogi Berra and laughs in his face. And then Carl Farillo's whole family boos and throws hot dogs at him. And that's a feat. You got to be a racist if you're really throwing a hot dog at a guy in 1947 or whatever the fuck. Because I'll tell you what, those were expensive. Because that's before they had child labor laws and meat and shit like that. So they're making fucking frog dogs with fucking 11 year olds making it. And they're still charging eight bucks a dog. You don't want to fucking deal with that. And then you launch that at Robinson just because he stole fucking home. The fucking Farillo family. Boy, they're just died in the wool racists. Please Please let me give a disclaimer now that the Carl Ferrillo family and Carl Ferrillo himself have never been accused of racism, at least as far as I can remember. There's something for some reason embedded in my brain thinking he was or is. And we're having fun here. We're just going ahead and talking in circles about our friend Carl Ferrillo. That's right. He's my friend. He and me and Lucy Lou will go out to dinner together and we will go ahead and smooth this all out together. Lucy Lou will get up. She'll cut off Carl Ferrillo's head. She'll hold it up and then perfect. And then Quentin Tarantino will come in in like those Asian sandals with socks and a fucking kimono and he'll fucking do this short walk over and he'll be like, is that Carl Ferrillo's head? And I'll say, yes. And I'll go, you should store it at your house. He goes, no, I can't. And I'll say, why not? And he'll say, because storing dead Carl Ferrillo heads in my house isn't my fucking job. Uh, and good for him. I got to respect that. I have to respect him doing that. But here, again, let's have a poll. Should we just change your 11? Should we go ahead and make your 11 different? I, I'm demanding that you guys make these votes. You know what? Here's another poll. Let's have a poll about Batman. I don't give a fuck what it is. How about we How about we have a poll about how his dad dies? How about that? Should we do that? Because people aren't fucking happy enough with that shit. Because that's another deal. Now, Batman, there's a poll about that shit. Batman is coming out again. And and look, enough with the fucking Batman. Enough with the Star Wars. Enough with the fucking... And the Game of Thrones is done, so I can't bitch about that. That's over. But fucking... I don't know. I'm excited for Spider-Man. I shouldn't bitch. I like, there's certain things I do love. I can't wait for Tarantino, but I, do, I don't... Like, Dark Phoenix is coming out. I'm just like, that just... 
that sounds awful. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't seen. I'm like five behind on the X Men movies anyway. So I don't know if Professor X is still bald or if Beast is still a beast or if Cyclops still wears glasses. I don't fucking know anything about these idiots. But I know Dark Phoenix again from the comic books. It was Jean Grey, and she's like a normal redhead chick, and she's kind of hot. But now all of a sudden, she turns into a planet, right, or some shit like that, or she's just human fire, and she's she's a god. Everybody's a god now, and that's the thing is everybody fights everybody. Like I watched Avengers, and I'm like, I'm on board. Thanos, and he's got a bunch of fucking in the Maw, all of those fucking dudes. That's fine. You've sold them to me as villains, but then they just have an army of fucking pixels. The aren't the undead Fang dudes who are just coming along and and fighting like motherfuckers, and that's fine. Because again, as I said, the Avengers have enough star power with all of the other fucking heroes that I don't really need a face villain you know like i don't need a joker thanos has enough personality for me that's totally cool and then of course fucking nebula does her fucking double agent action and i and everybody's got everybody plays their role there's a there's a place for everyone and everyone in their place in the avengers movie but then you got dark phoenix and i don't know if rogue still gotta wear gloves because she touches people she sucks all of their fucking energy force i i don't know if fucking magneto is better than dark phoenix i don't i remember the comic books i remember the morlocks i remember dark phoenix there was a whole storyline where she turned into a star and she burned the fuck out of everybody and then she fried xavier's brain or some shit and i could be making that up i don't know all i know is who cares who the fuck gives i just it's like I, I saw a trailer once for the new mutants they were gonna make a movie called the new mutants and i'm like jesus christ could you do me a favor and get done with the old mutants before we start introducing new mutants i don't need i don't need a posse of new mutants i i'm i'm good with the mutants we got i can't i can't keep track of the mutants here shoving them down my throat now we had phoenix we got gene gray well wait who's gene gray well that's phoenix okay well then that's fine well who's dark phoenix well that's gene gray well i thought gene gray was phoenix she is so that means phoenix is dark phoenix well it's complicated no it's really not it's it's absolutely not that complicated it's the same woman doing two different things because you want to say one side she's bad and one side she's good and then uh, she gets railed by cyclops but i guess they get a divorce because again as i've mentioned dark phoenix turns into a universe and and then and she's she's vast and unexplored and then captain marvel flies around inside of her i, I don't know why you make these movies i can't keep track of them and that's again this is me being old and crotchety i'm sure i'm sure someone's going to write me now and go ah mike you sound like a 52 year old man who doesn't like comic book movies well fuck that i like some stuff, but at the same time, I don't give a shit about Dark Phoenix. You know what I went and saw? I went and saw fucking uh, Bright Bones. I saw that movie last fucking week. And and uh, uh, what the fuck? No, it's Bright Burst, right? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not joking. I'm really not joking because it was a joke in the beginning where I kept calling it Bright Bones and Bark Bones. And I just kept doing that on purpose because I didn't know anything about that fucking movie. As I've told, I think I, I recapped it on here. Uh, I do. I I used to be, look, folks, I used to be in it. I used to be in the shit. I used to be in country. I used to be in Vietnam, baby. Uh, I, I went to the Nam, the Nam, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, and I would ride a fucking, uh, uh, with, I'd be dodging Charlie on my heli. Uh, or my helio. What the fuck do they call uh, choppers? I don't even fucking know. But I'm dodging Charlie. Uh, and you know, the best place to dodge Charlie, as as we all can agree, is the surf. Because clearly you could hide out there forever and Charlie's never going to find you. And I think we all know why. But I, I, it became this running joke where I, I, because I didn't know, I know fuck all about Bright Burns. So I'm like, all right, Bright Burn, that's it, Bright Burn. I, all right, good, I, that's the name. Two weeks ago, again, I didn't know it fucking existed. And then I go to pick up my brother at the airport or wherever the fuck, and there's a big billboard. It's red and black. And I'm like, that's a cool-ass billboard. What the fuck is that? And like a scary face on it? I'm like, oh, that, that Bright Bones, what the fuck is that? So I'm like, all right. And then uh, I pick up Lenny, and then that night I go see John Wick at the theater, and we see the trailer for Bright Bones. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like, what if Sp- what if Superman was a bad guy? It's it's literally a slug line that sells itself. What if Superman came to Earth but was a bad guy? What if Superman came to Earth but his dad was not Kevin Costner, 
and he and, and he didn't watch him die trying to save a dog in a traffic pileup. What if Superman came to Earth and his mom was not uh, the very beautiful Diane Lane? What if Superman came to Earth and instead his dad was Roy from The Office? What the fuck would happen then? Well, I got news for you. If I was Superman and my dad was Roy from The Office, I would fry the fuck out of everybody with my heat vision. I'd be so fucking mad. I'd be like, I could have had Kevin Costner be my dad. I could have had Dances with Wolves. I could have had fucking Waterworld Costner. I could have had No Way Out Costner. I could have had that fucking guy as my dad. Instead, I got fucking Lumpy Joe from The Fucking Office. Who, who actually, uh, and, and uh, I, I, no gravitas, no charisma, no nothing. And I'm sure he's terrific and you guys love him and he's another project because now everyone's going to write me and go, oh no, he was in Netflix's Flea House. And I'm going to go, great, I'm glad, good for him. And yes, Flea Bags, another thing, I don't know what the fuck that is. I, and everybody's coming at me with the fucking stuff. And it's again, I'm woefully out of touch. I, I, I willingly admit that to you. Again, I didn't know about fucking Brightburst until I fucking saw it on a goddamn billboard. And then that night I saw the trailer and then a week later I'm in the theater watching the motherfucker. I'm like, all right, because it looked like a cool idea i'm like there's superman and that's uh, and it's what if he's a bad guy and he comes to earth cool i'm on board with that uh and then i go see the goddamn thing and like i said you know if you're, if you're making x-men and there's dark phoenix and all these other fucking people and now i got to deal with bright bones i don't know where the fuck he comes from um and bright bones is just uh, look here's the thing it's okay to good it's not bad. I didn't pay for it. My buddy Pat had a pass, so he like he got a, he paid he he paid for me and used the pass for himself. Uh, but I will tell you this: we went to this fancy theater. I went to I went to see my buddy Pat, and he's like, "Hey, we'll go see Bright Bones." I'm like, "Fantastic!" So, uh, I, and uh, I had to record a thing with him. If you don't know, uh, Pat and I we watched the Eddie Money reality show. Do you know what that is? Eddie Money. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, it's a singer uh, of some note, of some repute, who sings, uh, "Baby, hold on to me." Uh, he doesn't sing it like that. He sings it a lot better. Although these days, maybe not because he's 71. Uh, and then he sings whatever will be, will be. And then the future is ours to see when you hold on to him. And also he sings uh, Two Tickets to Paradise. He sings Take Me Home Tonight. And also he had the album of my my brother's senior class. When I was a kid, I think I told you, the album of my of my class was Pyromania by Def Leppard. You were not at a Q party until you heard fucking Leopard. And we had to hear that album twice. They'd play the whole fucking thing back to front. It ended on side one ended. You flip it over. You play side two. It was a cassette, an album, whatever the fuck vinyl. We, we Leopard got put on and that was when the party got turned up. And that's when David Hernandez would leave because he hates all hair bands and metal. Uh, but even he cannot deny that our group, our crew, uh, th- that that album, that that was the album that got played at all of my high school fucking functions. Pyromania was it. Well, my brother's class, they had Eddie Money's No Control. So they would play No Control. They'd play Shaken. Dude, they would play Shaken. And then fucking, it would be Lenny and fucking Larson and Tatter and fucking Michelak and Tim Conway and fucking, I mean, all, and Wiseglad and fucking McManus and Norris and all these fucking dudes. Gar, these guys would just pound beers and sing that song at the top of their fucking lungs. Rosetta's daddy had a car she'd love to drive. Fucking just yelling it and singing. That was, that was in a class of 83 party, man. You had to fucking hear no control back to front several times. Uh, and that was when David Hernandez would sneak out the back because he doesn't care about any sort of classic rock music either. He was just fucking bail. <laughs> um, so any money now has been salvaged from the wreckage of a, of a, of a cocaine stroke. And he has been thrust in front of cameras to live his life now because they went, you know what? Here's a good idea. Let's find a rocker who has a little bit of money and a decent house. And let's try to jam it full of cameras. And he's got a wife who's like a knockoff Sharon Osbourne. He's got five kids. Three of whom are in his touring band. It's just, it's a fucking mess. And I don't want to give too much away. Because here's the deal. It's called real money. 
And uh, last year, Pat watched it. He, and I, I went to his house once, and he's like, you got to see this. And he starts, and you know me. Here's me. I don't fucking, I don't get online polls. I told you I'm not that dude. I also don't understand fucking reality shows anymore. I just do not. I, I and I used to love Survivor. I did a Survivor pool, and I was actually the guy who ran it. And every week, I would write a recap and shit. I would get into that. Ultimate Fighter, I would watch that fucking show. I'd watch the hell out of that. But now, I just I just don't give a shit about real people in the house yelling at one another. I don't give a fuck about Drag Race. I don't give a fuck about AGT or fucking American Idol or The Voice or any, any of these bar rescue fucking Hell's Kitchen. None of that shit. Like, I watch Top Chef. I guess that's a reality show, but at least they're fucking cooking and redeeming themselves in some goddamn way. Look, if I'm going to watch a reality show, at least I get an omelet at the end of it. That's all that fucking matters. I'm not getting an omelet at the end of fucking Survivor. No, I'm getting a fucking, I'm getting literally like crab uterus. Nobody wants to fucking eat crab uterus. It's disgusting. Uh, however, if you book, if you cook that into a fucking omelet, hold on a second. If you, you know what, there's a good chance. I'm not going to lie to you. On Survivor or Top Chef, I'm going to say there's a non-zero chance on both of those shows that you're eating crab uterus. It's just depending on what plate you use. So you eat it in a fucking Survivor, you just got to pick the grit and sand out of it, and you're eating it with like a fucking spoon you fashioned out of a fucking clamshell. But on Top Chef, it, it might be served in a bouillabaisse. It might be a clam uterus in a bouillabaisse with a fucking parsnip puree. And now you wolf that shit down, you're like, holy shit, that's tasty uterus. But if you fucking go to Survivor, you're like, oh, this is like a weird-ass challenge. Hey, you got to eat this horse cock. Oh, that's fucking awful. You go on Top Chef, and they're like, hey, here's horse cock au pois. And you're like, holy shit, au pois, horse cock and frite? I'm choking that right the fuck down now, baby. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick to that. There's a non-zero chance you're eating either of those on both of those shows. So... Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about oh reality shows. I fucking hate them. I can't stand reality shows anymore. I just don't. But Pat, man, he watches all that shit, and I don't. It it makes zero fucking sense to me. I just don't understand it. I, I don't need. And again, like America's great got talent. They're just like, hey, here comes a guy with a loot. Oh, good for you, Looty. Get the fuck out of here. Go prance off stage with your fucking Prince in the Pauper shoes. Go backstage and play your lute to some girl on a balcony. Hope she lets her hair down. You can climb up and fuck her. I don't want to hear you and your lute on this fucking stage because that's always what it is. There, it'll be like four singers who like who who do that. I uh, that Christina Aguilera fucking vocal gymnastics, and they they have to. They use their fingers on the microphone. You know what I'm talking about? They're holding the microphone. You know, you got to hold it in your face. But then they do that thing with their fingers where they're kind of timing their, whatever the fuck. By the way, I just sounded like an Indian chief caught in a bear trap. Um, so she, they're, yeah, they do the thing with they're pumping their fucking hand, holding on the guy to that microphone. So um, four singers like that, some magician who does some shit with a plate, and then and then they bring out five dudes you don't like with lutes. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck you, loot. Fuck you, a ukulele. That was a thing around here. Like Lily, when I would hang out with Lily, she, you know, all of her crew knew ukulele bullshit. I think even she was learning it at one point. I'm just like, is this, what is this for? And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? This actually, if there is an apocalypse, if, there, if everything is torn apart, if everything does fall apart on this fucking planet in this country, perhaps ukuleles would be more effective than guns. Because everyone will have guns, they'll be shooting one another. But you know, if somebody came to my house and uh, and if I, let's put it this way, if I went to break into somebody's house and they had a gun, well, certainly I'd be terrified. Uh, but if I went to break into somebody's house and they had a fucking ukulele, I would, I would just, I would not even be able to do. I'd fall down to the ground. I'd be paralyzed in a, a, a weird thing of fear, and my brain would just fucking shut itself down because I didn't want to hear fucking tiptoe through the tulips from some dude in his pajamas. Fuck you, lutes and ukuleles. Grow up and be a guitar. That's all, you know what? Fuck yeah. If you got a lute or a ukulele, do me a favor. Feed it. 
Give it some fucking food. Give it some protein. Let it bulk the fuck up and be a goddamn guitar. Be a man's instrument for fuck's sake. A lute. What the fuck? But inevitably, it's the guys on AGT. Oh, I'm going to play these glasses of water. With sp- it's, it's fucking Ed Sullivan, Topo, Gigio. Look at this fucking mouse bullshit. Nobody wants to see that nonsense anymore, but yet that's what's on TV all the time. We've gone back to the 50s. I'm shocked. I can't believe they don't have just a fucking exercise show. That's what NBC should have. In, in between every fire department slash lawyer slash doctor, whatever the fuck, having its own show, every police department, law and order, my my ass. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> which, by the way, the cases on law and order, my ass. Oh, they they are they are quite in depth, um, yeah. But it's always it's always there's like Law and Order, my ass, and Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire, and then and then Chicago lawyers, and and Kansas City lawyers, and Michigan Fire Department, and Cincinnati doctors, and it's like there's always you get a city, and then just like a normal profession, and you got a show. God damn it! Hey, hey, Tuscaloosa garbage man, let's throw that up on there. What do you say? These motherfuckers will watch anything. Why don't? We, what do you say? How about we do that? Hey, hey, Orlando truck drivers, let's go ahead and put that on the screen. Woo! Ooh, there you are. Oh, fuck. What's this? It's the Charlotte Dental Assistants. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and people just park themselves on a couch in front of it and choke it the fuck down. And look, I'm no better. Again, I'm not claiming to be better. But at the same time, don't you just get this sense of malaise when you see that there's 400 shows about cops, but then in real life, cops are shooting people and everybody's defending the cops. I think it's because is it because TV taught them that cops are tortured on the inside, but sometimes they all make mistakes, which is fine if you're Ice-T and Richard Belzer and you're frisking a suspect and you, you know plant brass knuckles on him, whatever the fuck. But if you shoot like a, a fucking teenager in his yard in Sacramento, you got to answer for that shit. You can't just fucking call in goddamn Sam Waterston and he makes a sourpuss face and everybody lets you go. Fuck that, man. Put these guys in the clink. And I say this knowing full well, I've got two cop listeners out there who will totally support me on this or maybe not, but who knows? Our buddy Lou and our buddy Michael. Our buddy Michael, by the way, is going under the knife. He put up, dude, Social media alerts me to the weirdest shit. Like Michael put out this fucking thing and he's like, uh, hey, here's a weird thing. I'm getting electrical current run through my heart to make sure I'm not dead. Like some, I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was literally, you know, I, again, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not Cincinnati uh, forensic psychologist or whatever the fuck that show is. I'm none of those dudes. But Michael literally put up a thing and I read it and I was like, I just wrote him a note. I said, Jesus Christ, dude, I just read about your procedure. I hope you're okay. I, I you know, I, and I'm, I'll keep a thought for you and I, and your family. I hope everybody you love is, is safe and okay. And cause what do you say? The guy's about to go into the knife. They're, gonna, they're literally going to put up jumper cables on his goddamn aorta to make sure the guy can sit up straight. You know, it's like, what the fuck? How do you, how do you give yourself over to that fucking extravaganza? And I mean, how bad must your ticker be if they're going to open you up and put a fucking uh, a charge through you? And and look, I may have read it wrong. I, I saw the word electric and heart, and I just jumped to it. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's going to see heart go electric. Maybe they they were playing acoustic and now they're going electric. Perhaps he's spending the night with the Wilson sisters. Well, the, and that'll put some strain on your ticker. I'll tell you that. You think a car battery pumping life through your goddamn aorta is going to fucking take you out and make you spring up to attention. What if fucking Anna and Nancy Wilson are just climbing all over and scissoring on top of you, baby? That's getting a fucking close-up look. Um, that's not happening, right? They're sisters. Unless they're on Game of Thrones. Let's throw the hearts. Let's throw the heart sisters on Game of Thrones. They'll fucking queer off and they'll run the whole joint. Uh, just fucking scissor on one another and make it happen, baby. There you go. VV. Double V. Let's just get them. Let's Vince Valenzuela, these motherfuckers. Let's Vic Vega, these people. Let's fucking Vincent Vega, these people. Uh, all right. That's what I call it. That's what I call scissoring the VV. I go VV. Uh, or I call the v- 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 <laughs> 
I don't call it any of those things because I just made it up. See, that's how, that's how I handle things. Do me a favor, please. Go vote in the poll. We need to know if we need to start over year 11. Because I look at the time I'm wasting now. I could be I could be doing episode one all over again. But here I am bringing to life episode Jackie Robinson for you fucking people. And I'm trying to do the best I possibly can. And all and look, I know you're all very indulgent and nice and you're being cool to me and I appreciate it. Except for the Furillos who are fucking furious right now. That's what they changed their name to. The Carl Furious Illos. Because they're so mad that I've talked about Jackie Robinson over and over and outed them as the racist they are. The Ferrillo family, you motherfuckers. How dare you? How dare you sully our national pastime with your terrible racism on Jackie? Um, go vote in the poll, folks. And here's another poll. Go vote in the Batman poll. I mentioned that earlier, too, because we need to know what you think about Batman as a society. We need to know how you feel about Captain Marvel flying inside of Dark Phoenix and making that into a mistake that everybody's going to go watch and pay money for the first weekend and then go, that sucked. Literally, people pay for the privilege to go say things suck. Like, and that's why I said I'm glad I didn't see I didn't I didn't pay to see Bright Bones because I went to see it. It's okay to good. It's it's a pretty decent. It's a great idea. What if Superman came to Earth and he was he was a shitbag? That's fucking great. Unfortunately, there's no money to make Bright Bones. They they just fucking it's got it made it cost eleven dollars. There's uh, and I don't I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Although you know what it is. Literally, Bright Bones comes to Earth, and then fucking Roy from the office and, and Elizabeth Banks are just like, hey, look at that cat. Let's throw him in a crib. And then they do. And then, you know, years pass. And then it dawns on him that as puberty starts to get a hold of him, he's like, hey, maybe I want to be a bad guy probably at this point. And then wackiness ensues. Things happen. There's uh, one of the guys from Breaking Bad is in it. One of the guys from the office is in it. Elizabeth Banks is in it. There's a, uh, there's a sheriff who definitely takes care of business. And, uh, and he's, I'll tell you what he is. He's, here's, what you, here's what you need to know about the sheriff. Why, I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's on the ball, that sheriff. He he thinks there might be something wrong with this Brightburns fella. He's like, hmm, hold on a second. Let me ask you a question about this young Brightbones. Do you think maybe with his as he scrawls this symbol into a thousand notebooks and then we find the same symbol at a crime scene, do you think that might have something to do with Brightbones? Nah, probably not. Uh, look, if you like seeing somebody pull a four-inch piece of jagged glass out of their eyeball and, and pretend... Uh, and not screech in enough pain because there's a scene that happens. Somebody pulls a four inch piece of jagged glass out of their eyeball. They're wide awake for it too. They're just like, ah, ah, ah. And they're, and they're doing it gently like, ah, ah, ah. And they're, they're in pain certainly, but I don't think, I don't think they're in nearly enough pain for my money. I, I think, uh, I'm not sure that I would pull it out of my eye. Honestly, I think, uh, I think I would probably still be rolling on the ground and screaming if I got no joke a four inch jagged piece of glass directly through the center of my eyeball. I, I just don't think I would look at it as a minor inconvenience that I had to tug out of my fucking, uh, my, uh, my fucking orb. Um, and, and I, it, and look, I'm, I'm underselling it. She certainly doesn't sell it like that, but she doesn't oversell it. And I would have oversold the fuck out of that. You, you would have seen me. I would have been screaming until blood came flying out of my fucking throat. If, if I had a four inch piece of glass and look, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, perhaps she was shocked by the appearance of bright bones. Maybe she was. Uh, and maybe she was also shocked by the fact that a window had blown up in her face or whatever the fuck it was. And I don't want to give away too many things about bright bones, but you're going to see it probably. Right. Um, you're not going to see this fucking thing. I should spoil the shit out of it, but I won't. I shouldn't. I was going to spoil it on YouTube. And then my buddy John is like, yeah, you should do a Bright Bones fucking video. And I'm like, yeah, I should. And then I didn't uh, because it'll just disappear into the ether. And then it'll be, you know what? My YouTube video will be up longer than Bright Bones. I, I think it, I don't think it made any money this past weekend uh, because everybody's going to see the genie. Everybody's going to see our, your boy Aladdin uh, with his good friend uh, Will Smith, who's all blue and dancing around. 
and going, ha ha, yeah, genies and stuff. And here's some magic for you. And I'm wearing an earring. And ooh, look at this turban. I'm blue. And then Aladdin and and the one girl. I, do they have the? Is doesn't Aladdin have a uh, like a monkey buddy in fucking in the our cartoon? Does he have a monkey buddy in the real movie? Now see, then I'm on board. Then it's then it's like just Aladdin, BJ, and the bear. I'm on board if you got a, if he's got like a curly tail monkey and they both get a flying carpet. Then they pick up Princess Jasmine and they fly all over town. And fucking Will Smith does a song. Yeah, maybe I'm on board with that. If I got kids, I'm certainly bringing it. Because I will tell you this. We we went to see Bright Bones at the fancy-ass theater in Calabasas. Oh, I didn't even finish this thought. It was a fancy theater in Calabasas. And it had fucking recliners. And uh, just a lot of room. It was really it was really nice. Like, I would if it wasn't, you know, fucking 35 miles from my house, I might go to it all the goddamn time. Uh, but Pat was like, no, we got to go to this theater. So that's where we went to see it. And when Pat ordered food, Pat's like, I'm starving. I go, yeah, I'm kind of hungry, too. So I got a hot dog which uh, that's kind of my go-to movie theater meal because I here's what I like, all right? Sometimes as a fat person, there's certain things that you like to eat. You know what I like? I like when they put a hot dog in a bun and they wrap it in foil and they put it in a steam drawer. Uh, it just it just does something to the taste and the texture of it where it just you pull it out and it's almost like a, it's like a, a pig in a blanket combined with, um, well, I guess this is also a pig in a blanket. <laughs> when When you were little, and you would wrap like a hot dog in a crescent roll and you would bake it in the oven. Oh, dude, just that fucking, just that flaky pastry along with the fucking seared hot dog. Oh, man, I that's, that's straight up old, poor, fat guy talking right there. That's like I said, if, I, if, I, if you could give me some Kraft macaroni and cheese that I make myself, so again, the fork stands up in it, and then you give me a tube of crescent rolls that I pop and I giggle out when it makes the loud noise because I love that so much. And then I spread them out and I roll up some fucking wieners in there and I throw those into the oven so they cook up. Oh, that's, what a delight. What a goddamn white trash, old man, poor person delight that is. That's a feast. And that's the kind of shit I used to do when I would be like, you know, uh, I told you when I was in Tahoe, we would turn when I was really broke, we would make pasta fazoo. So we would make a couple of packets, like a couple of things of ramen, but we would make the noodles for the ramen. And then we would put like a can of beans in there. And then we would put a bag of frozen vegetables in there. So we would stretch the shit out of it. It was this horrible knockoff pasta fajou. And, uh, and it was disgusting. And then we put the ramen packets in there and maybe some hot sauce or some soy sauce if we wanted. And uh, it was when we were really broke. That's what we wound up turning to. Well, when I was really broke, sometimes I wanted to have a broke. Like I said, sometimes I just got to eat Little Caesars pizza. Like once a year, I'm like, fuck, I want Little Caesars pizza because I used to work there. And it just it triggers a thing in my fucking brain. So Kraft macaroni and cheese is like that. And then fucking those pig in a blanket where you take a crescent roll and you wrap up a hot dog. Oh, I remember once when I was really fucking uh, fat. I just made them like I, it wasn't even like I was poor. I could have I could have afforded real food, but I went to the fucking grocery store. I bought crescent rolls for a buck and a package of hot dogs for a buck 40. And I just wrapped that shit up and threw them all in the fridge. And I think I ate all eight of them. Oh, man, did I fucking clean house. Just just a huge fucking Hulk fist of nitrates that I choked down my fucking gut. And, you know, because, you know, that had to be. I'm going to say that's easily five pig anuses. If I had eight hot dogs and then those fucking crescent rolls, that's five pig anuses. I just buried my face in and chowed the fuck down. And that's some pig. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Me and Charlotte went off on that motherfucker. That's some pig. Uh, oh, he's radiant. Uh, was it radiant? I don't know if that was the word. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so I, so I like a movie theater hot dog cause it's kind of like that. They take a bun and they put the dog in it. And cause if you get, look, I can't eat a dry bun. That's the thing. There's a couple of dog, uh, burger places that open around me now. They just don't do enough with the bun. The bun is like dry white bun. And then they put the burger on it and they figured that the sauce is going to carry the day. But no, now I'm here to tell you as a fat guy with a mouth, fuck you, man. You got to crisp that bun up. 
You got to throw maybe, and look, you don't have to put any butter on it, but if you do, certainly that's going to be, a butter toasted bun's going to be better than, uh, than no butter toasted bun, but you still got to crisp it up. Let me ask you this. Is there any better bite than a, than a burger that's got a crust on it? And you're like, well done, kind of a crunchy burger on the outside, but pink on the inside and then a, and a butter toasted bun that's crispy. And so it tastes like you're eating like a burger on toast. It's like a patty melt. that's not a patty melt because it's not rye bread. It's an actual bun, but it's a little crispy on the inside and soft on the outside. Oh, that's what we're all looking for. I don't care. I don't care if it's buns, burgers, or pussy. Crispy on the outside, pink on the inside. Crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Woof. That's delicious. Uh, we can avoid the crispy with the pussy, I guess. All right, hold on. I didn't think that through. <laughs> but it was just fun to say buns, burgers, or pussy. You're fine with me. Savor on the outside and pink on the inside. Let's make this happen. Uh, it's been a while. All right, so here's the deal. I got a hot dog. And uh, I got to move with your hot dog. But Pat, they had they had like actual food. Like, they had fucking soft tacos and Caesar salads and shit. I'm like, you're, you're joking. You're fucking joking. And I'm like, I can't I can't order fucking Clams Casino to watch fucking Bright Bones. I can't fucking do that. So I got a hot dog, which I like. Uh, and then Pat ordered, what did he order? A flatbread pizza with fucking, with like pepperoni. And uh, and I think he got it in like a side salad. I don't know what it was. It was just a fuck. I just laughed. It was this dumb thing where you're just like, holy fuck, man. Movie theaters, what are you trying to do? But it's it's recliners and famous fancy food. And, and uh, I mean, I guess that's to get people coming back. But then we went in and we saw some coming attractions for more scary movies that are coming out soon. And uh, and we watched our boy Bright Bones. And I will tell you this. I, I don't I don't know what it's made at the theater. But we knew from that night, it was Friday, Friday afternoon at five o'clock PM. There was four people in the theater, dude, opening night, opening fucking night. There's four people in the theater. And I looked at him and I go, this thing's going to fucking tank. I go, we might be the only four people in the world seeing this goddamn movie. Um, I didn't look at the box office. I don't think it did well. I mean, I, I it was because again, you know me, I don't want to know too much about the goddamn movie. So I went to see it. And then afterwards, I went and watched trailers, and I read a bunch of stuff uh, about it, and and I realized because I knew from the credits that the Gun Brothers were involved, and James Gunn had, had, had produced it, and his brothers had come up with the idea, and and literally that's all they did. The I, they had the idea. What if Superman came to Earth was a bad guy? And then, like I said, they got a hundred bucks from a movie studio, and they did the best they could. It's filmed in two buildings. You know, it's filmed in it's filmed in what's supposed to be a diner. Well, well, I apologize. It's filmed in a diner. It's filmed in a house. It's filmed in a barn and it's filmed in a school. That's the it's the only four places they are. There at one point there's a shot in a police office. Uh, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling it was still the school. They just cleared everybody out of the one office and then made it a police station. It, it just uh, did I say a police office? They were in a police office, you know, <laughs> right by the post station, dummy. Um, and again, there's ten actors in it. You know, that sort of thing where you just you just see how cheap it is on screen. And and by the I will just say this to you now. If you have not seen Bright Burst, you've got to see it. And I'm, and just remember this when I, I'm just I'm not spoiling anything, but I will say this to you. And uh, although I've already spoiled a four inch jagged piece of glass out of somebody's eye, but I will spoil this for you. I will tell you this. I will. First, of all, I will say this too. Let me let me sing the praises a little bit. There's good gore in this movie. Uh, there, there's, there's one really cool ass creative gore thing that you want. You're watching it. You're like, that's fucking crazy. Like it's something I've never seen in a movie before. It made me think, did they come up with this? Or is this something they've always wanted to see in a movie? Or is this from another movie? And I don't know enough to know that this has been pinched from something because it happens. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and it's a gore scene. So that, that sort of thing kind of catches you by surprise. But, uh, but when you watch the movie, let me ask you this. Just go ahead and take this four data when you go there. 
Um, I, I just just for my own edification, uh, as a moviegoer, how many establishing shots of a mailbox at somebody's farm do you need? Do you, do you uh, if you like, I'm going to give you the over under. If you like more than six shots of a mailbox, Bright Bones is the movie for you, baby, because they just zoom in on this fucking mailbox at the Bright Bones farm, and 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 we see it countless times, as if as if to say we are back at at bright bubbles farm. And I'm like, no, no, no. See, that's the thing. It's, 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 we know it's this because of the building and guess who lives there? Fucking bright bones. We know that we don't need to fucking trick anybody. Uh, you don't need to show me that the mail arrived or the mail's coming or that there's a mailbox with their name on it. I know who he is and I know who they are and I know fucking where he lives at this fucking point. Stop with the shots of the goddamn mailbox, but they don't, they just fucking shovel it in your goddamn face over and fucking over baby. Um, it is just, it is just wrong. And, and when you see it, perhaps you'll be like, well, I, I like a lot of shots of a mailbox. I need this to be holding my hand and tell me all the times that we're at the farm, just in case we're not at the post office or the police office or the post station or the police station or the barn or the fucking other house or the school. Cause those are the only locations in the whole goddamn thing. Hey, is this the diner? Nope. There's a mailbox. We're over at Brightbone's house. Uh, it's just, it's just that. So, uh, what was I, I was finishing something. I was telling you something else about the movie early on. Uh, there's the, the four inch eye glass. And then of course there's the establishing shot of the diner and the mailbox. I don't know. Again, I don't want to spoil the damn thing. Go see it. So I went over initially to Pat's house cause I was recording, uh, this Eddie money fucking reality show. He, a year ago, he watched it and he's like, you got to watch an episode of this with me. And I'm like, Pat, come dude. I, again, I don't watch to me. It's all garbage. If I, if I want to see people arguing in an apartment, I'll go walk over and start an argument in an apartment. I mean, if I want to see real people shouting at one another, guess what? I've lived that fucking life. I can go to Ralph's and pick a fight. I can go wherever the fuck you want and start shouting at somebody and let them fucking have it, baby. Uh, but he's like, no, you got to watch. So I watched it last year. I watched one episode and, and the conceit was every time something would, I just go pause it. And he'd start laughing and he'd pause it. I go, all right, look, here's why this doesn't make any sense. And I'd, I'd, I'd make fun of it. And then he would make fun of it. And then he did play. And then 10 seconds would go by and we'd go pause it. So that was last year's episode. So this year it premiered and I, I, he sent me a text. Like, he's like, ah, the new season. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking kidding me. They got another season. How did they get another season out of this? Because it is just, it's just not good. But Access TV just needs to fill time, baby. They've got... Sammy Hagar being the Guy Fieri of Axis TV, where instead of fucking going to look at fucking fried chicken, he's looking at somebody's drums. You know what I mean? He just goes to their house and he looks at their shit and whatever the fuck. Good for him. I mean, just these because it's easy to produce, man. Again, it's one fucking camera and Sammy Hagar and he's walking up people's stairs, knocking on their door. And he's and, and there's so many of these musicians that hold appeal to a certain age group that you can get away with it. You know, Pat's built a podcast on it. It's like, literally, he's like, he'll call me and he's like, dude, I got fucking Richie Ramon. Like, I didn't even know Richie was a Ramon. And, but I'm proud of Pat because he works his fucking ass up. And then he has a great interview with the guy. People fucking on Twitter go crazy for it. And he's like, Hey man, I got Randy Bachman. I'm like, that's awesome. Bachman Turner Overdrive is, is, uh, you know, they're a, they're a band certainly. And they've had some hits. Uh, taking care of business was one of them. And, but, but then Pat, again, he's, his enthusiasm knows no fucking bounds for these sorts of things. And I just look at them and I'm just bemused. I'm like, that exists. Yeah. That really fucking exists. Now look, it's a coup to get to talk to Randy Bachman. Cause Randy Bachman worked with a bunch of fucking talented people. Uh, were they at Woodstock? They might've been. And, uh, and then he talks, he tells stories about being on the road because that's the thing, man. I have fucking dumb stories about me, but 
But those dudes have fucking stories, baby. I mean, they, they, many, any mid-level rock star is going to put my stories to fucking shame because it's going to be literally like, hey, man, we fucking spit roasted these groupies and then we made an Eiffel Tower of pussy and we just ate our way from bottom to top. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, good for you guys. That's a fucking great story. Uh, you know, I got no fight once at the post office. Well, once, it seems light. But um, post office is where, that's where I get all my, my best work done. Not the police office. I can't fight at the police office. I only fight at the post office. Um, but panel I've Randy Bachman out, and I'm like, that's all. Because I and I'm genuinely happy for him because he's also had Rick Springfield and Sammy Hager and fucking and Susanna Hoff, badass fucking acts. Uh, who were really famous when they were famous, and now people still know them. And that's who Eddie Money is. He's a guy that people still know. And look, Pat and I stalked Eddie Money. We got his autograph, and by we, I mean Pat did, but I held another album to pretend that I was doing the same thing. And Eddie Money came off the bus, and Eddie Money, and Pat will tell you, this is totally true. Eddie Money's talking to us, he's talking to us, we get the autographs, he's talking, he's talking. Eddie Money's the only guy that Pat has ever had to excuse himself to get away from. And it's the first ever rock star he went to get an autograph from where he actually had to go, oh, man, well, yeah, we got to meet our buddy. He's giving us a ride. Like, literally, we had to he had to make an excuse to get away from Eddie Money because Eddie Money would not stop talking to us. He was just he he you know, he loved the he loves his fans. And so I respect that part of it. But at the same time, watching this fucking show, you're just like, oh, what is this? Why? Who thought this was a good idea to drag out the corpse of Eddie Money and put him on a stage in Detroit and then show him interacting with his fan? I don't know. I for, Maybe it's for somebody. And again, I like I said, I recognize I'm old now and I'm an old crank and I've been told that I, I uh, my age is showing in this show as I bitch about things. But I mean, I, I whatever, that's fine. But this show is awful. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If your age is 8 to 80, fucking Milton Bradley, the Parker Brothers, all those motherfuckers would make a game called Real Money from ages 8 to 80. It's bad. It says it right in the box. You will hate this game from ages 8 to 80 because it's fucking terrible, man. So uh, Pat came up with the idea where we would watch the show in the second season. And, uh, oh, I didn't even finish. I got to tell you this. The reason I brought up Randy Bachman, it's stuck in my fucking brain. He tells me, because like I said, Pat is enthusiastic and he's really excited for these people and he's happy for their their continued career. And I'm like, ah, good for Randy Bachman. I'm glad he's got a new fucking career. And he's like, dude, he put out a song called Taking Care of Christmas. And uh, I, I can't think of much sadder than that. I really cannot. I don't know. It It just seems like such a fucking weird out of ideals, uh, ideas, Hail Mary, that, that you would just be like, hey, what if I fucking rewrite my biggest hit, but I made it a Christmas song? What do you guys think? Because it's bad enough that every other fucking corpse of every other musician is doing a Christmas album or a standards album. If I get to hear Rod Stewart croak another fucking Vodio Doe bullshit fucking love song, it's like, dude, enough. I mean, and... As I've said before, I'm a dichotomy. I feel if you're a rock star, you should never quit your job. Don't ever quit. You're a fucking rock star. Be a rock star. That's fine. But the thing is, be a rock star. Don't 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 fucking walk out and sing Froggy Went a Courtin' or one of those fucking songs. You know what I mean? It's always some standard bullshit where they're just like, ah, Tunnel of Love. Oh, you mean the Springsteen song? No, the song made famous by Rudy Valentino as he crooned it in a silent film. And we never heard his voice, but they put up the placards and I've translated it into this song now. Tunnel, Tunnel of Love. Just a fucking dirge, man. Every one of those standards albums, whenever they fucking play them, it's just a goddamn slow, horrible, ear-bleeding dirge. Quite frankly, every single song on a standards album, I don't give a fuck, it's the Beach Boys or Rod Stewart, whoever the fuck is doing it, they all sound like Clapton doing Tears in Heaven. And I, I imagine that kid just leaping off the balcony to get away from it just get away from the standards and the fucking so though just they're all horrible 
just horrible efforts. You know, Ron Stewart's got a fucking full-ass catalog. Go down here, do some Yardbird songs. And everybody's like, oh, it's pathetic. He's an old man. He shouldn't do the Yardbirds. Well, I mean, you don't have to wear a fucking shirt unbuttoned all the way to his fucking waist. He can still wear a fucking tuxedo or whatever the fuck. Dress like you're doing standards, but sing every picture tells a story. And if you can't hit the fucking notes, we'll speak sing your way through it because we're going to be generous and give you some fucking time. Because again, the fact that you're sitting here cro- uh, croaking out some Tony Bennett bullshit, that's, that's just a fucking wash too, man. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Uh, I speak a lot of generalities. I'm like, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to hear that. And you guys are all going, I want to hear that. I totally want to hear Rod Stewart croak out some of those fucking songs. Um, Okay. So, so I just, I just don't think any rock star should be singing a song that you first heard on a Victrola. If you had to crank up your motherfucking record player and it had that big ass fucking megaphone tuba thing on top of it, I don't want to hear Rod Stewart take a run at it or Josh Groban. Or fucking, uh, uh, and he's young. He has no excuse. Groban, who's the other uh, fake Groban? Not fake I'm the same guy. But the fucking, they do the same thing. They're, they're just white guys crooning to fucking, uh, to moms and going, hey, you still get wet down there? Here's a song for you. ba 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 All right, thank you. Uh, Buble, that's his fucking name. The ba ba made me think of his name. <laughs> Buble and fucking Groban. And they're just like, hey, we're reminding you, ladies, what it was like to want to fuck somebody a million years ago. ba 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 You know, it's just like they're new Sinatras. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, I suppose. Everybody's got to have a hustle. And if your hustle is the new Sinatra when you're 32 years old, that's fucking great. But... If you're Rod Stewart and you're still digging your hands through the fucking open chest cavity of the corpse of Frank Sinatra looking for some unwritten song or even worse, singing Superstition or whatever the fuck, or, you know, the, what, what's the song? Uh, witchcraft, not, not Superstition, Superstition Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. Now, see, if Rod Stewart wants to take a run at Stevie Wonder in Motown, which I'm sure he fucking will do because Paul Stanley from Kiss is doing the same goddamn thing, these fucking guys. And again, you're a rock star, don't quit. But at the same time, only do the songs I say you can do. I should be the king of all rock stars. I should be the one ordering them to do this or do that. No reality shows. Sing only the songs I want you to do. Rock stars should be able to go out and do a 20-minute show. But Kiss, I mean, Kiss is on the road now doing their Kiss show. And they play two hours and they're selling out all over the fucking place. But at least they have the the decency to dress up like comic book idiots. You know what I mean? They're 75 years old, but they're still putting on makeup and wigs and shit like that. Rod Stewart just looks like a scarecrow came to life and started singing to scare the birds. Jesus, fuck that dude. He just, his, he's got that xylophone rib cage. His face smells like Rachel Hunter still to this day. And you're like, oh, man, what the fuck, buddy? You got to do something with this. And then he's like, witchcraft, fucking rod. Oh, my God. Sing Hot Legs. Do that for me. You've got a catalog of really passable, great fucking songs. Amazing material you've turned out. Now, I'm not turning this into a fucking attack on Rod Stewart. I love Rod Stewart. I just don't understand this later in life choices. But I guess if you want to sell albums, you got to do it. That fucking, the last bastion of any of these fucking entertainers is a Christmas album or a standards album. And even worse, if you do a Christmas standards album, oh, fuck you. No, thank, I don't want to hear that fucking, hey, we turned witchcraft into a Christmas song. What? How the fuck did you do that? I don't know. We figured we'd sell double the albums. You probably will. It's like when I listen to my old Tommy radio fucking shows, you know, there's a, the commercials are all geared toward 85 year old people. And it'll be like at the hop, you can rock it, you can roll it, you can bop it, you can stroll it at the hop. Remember high school, we're selling three CDs of your favorite high school songs for $39. Like these old people don't know about Spotify or iTunes or any of that shit. And they're just like, they're barely on board with the CDs. Like you could probably still sell these people eight tracks and fucking cassettes, but instead you have the conceit of CDs because you can say there's three of them. So you can search 13 bucks for each one and they're just they're just playing these fucking songs and you're like i'm and i hear them and just say as i walk along i wonder what went wrong and they're like yeah 39 bucks for the whole collection and all that is is just you're just paying 40 bucks to remember when you fucking touched mary allen's tit in the back seat of your buick i mean that's all you're doing 
You're just pulling out nostalgia because you can't get it up anymore and you're sad. You're eating cream of fucking wheat and you want to hear the fucking Wanderer by Dion because it reminds you that one time you fucking smelled that girl's hair. And that's all they're selling to people these days, man. It's fucking nostalgia. And, and I'm buying, I buy my nostalgia all the fucking time. There's no doubt. It's crazy. The world is run by pussy and nostalgia. It's fucking insane. And, and you know what the strongest nostalgia is? Nostalgia for when you could get pussy because you think about when you were young and dashing and you were one of the lords of Flatbush and you and Henry Winkler and Sylvester Stallone and Perry King combed your hair back and you wore fucking leather jackets and you knocked your girlfriend, you tried to get her to have an abortion and then you went up and sang around a fucking fiery garbage can and sang some fucking doo-wop song and you're like, remember that? I cut a fucking rug, man. I was a dashing motherfucker. We won the sock hop and I fucked everybody and then Olivia Newton-John came by in her fucking leather outfit and said, tell me about it, stud. It was fucking awesome. And now, now I sit in this fucking chair and I drink fucking generic beer because I don't want to fucking go ahead and push my taste buds than anything else. And I had four heart attacks. Fuck, a cocaine stroke like Eddie Money. And I got to go back to the old neighborhood and look where I used to play handball. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ, people. What the hell, man? Nostalgia and pussy run the fucking world. And nostalgia for pussy, when you could get pussy, that that is the most powerful nostalgia of all. That's just fucking, that's Mjolnir. You know what I mean? Everything is, is nostalgia and pussy are the hammers. Nostalgia for when you used to get pussy is just the fucking Mjolnir of goddamn memories where you're just like, oh man, I used to be somebody. I used to be something. Remember when I wasn't just fucking ignored? Remember when I could walk in a little, I could smile at a girl and she'd smile at me. The world's changing too fast. It's changing too fast. Get me to the rock quarry and dump me off a goddamn wheelchair so I could land on something sharp and die. <laughs> yeah, baby. Ah, so uh, yeah, so I guess I'm feeling my age if I'm talking to you motherfuckers about that kind of stuff. Uh, so I go to watch Eddie Money's fucking show at Pat's house, and it's just uh, boy, oh fucking boy, man, it is. It was. Um, he comes up with the idea to do it for his Patreon. He's like, dude, let's watch the Eddie Money show. And we'll do what we did when we watched it last year. We'll just fucking make fun of it. We'll pause it and we'll make fun of it. It'll be hysterical. And I was like, seriously? He goes, yeah. And he sets it up where it's recording through the board. We watch the show and it's the same deal. We watch the show. I say, pause it. And then we make fun of it. And and I the thing is, I say to him, even when we're recording the show, I even say to him, I go, dude, here's the thing. I don't, I don't want this to just turn into bitching. You know what I mean? Because look, there's enough bad about the show that you don't want to bitch about a camera angle or you don't want to go, oh man, I can't believe that the Eddie money is cooking eggs again. Like it's just, there's enough shit to bitch about. But if you watch a show, you know, three times in a row and you start making fun of it, you're kind of like, oh man, am I repeating myself? Am I saying the same shit over again? And, uh, but, the, but the thing is, here's the deal. Uh, God, stop saying here's the deal. I think I've said it five fucking times this fucking show and I hate myself for it. Just, you know, do me a favor again. Wheel my wheelchair up to the cliff and throw me off and let me fucking fall on something sharp. Uh, on, on the Eddie Money show, you wind up repeating yourself in the things you make fun of because nothing else is fucking happening in the show. Episode one beget episode two beget episode three, and they're all the fucking same. Eddie's money rolls her eyes, or Eddie's money, Eddie's wife rolls her eyes. Eddie does something dumb, makes a goofy joke, steps on his dick, and his five kids do a bunch of weird shit. And uh, and and lather, rinse, fucking repeat. But do me a favor, don't lather and rinse more than two days in a row because Eddie's money hair will fall out, and it is dyed copper and looking fucking bad. It's great. There's a show where they he he's with his brother, and uh, and his brother, you know, his brother decided to grow old dig- with dignity. He's he's got gray hair. He swoops it back with the handful of burl cream. He's wearing a nice fucking like a blazer that matches his shirt, you know, and Eddie Money's dressed like a fake rock star. His tie's undone. I mean, it's just just, the fuck are you doing, man? It's just like watching a before and after, but they're the same fucking age. Um, So that's available actually on on Pat's Patreon. Um, 
I put the first episode up on my Patreon, which you can subscribe to at patreon.com slash whatever the fuck. I think I'm the 40-year-old boy on there or Mike Foro. Just Google Mike Schmidt Patreon. It'll come up. Um, But only the first episode is on my Patreon, but the rest of them are all going to be on Pat's Patreon on the Rock Solid Patreon, which you should subscribe to uh, because it's fucking amazing. He... Dude, he makes videos all the fucking time. He gives gives away giveaways for people like vinyl and fucking books and shit. I sh- I'm plugging his Patreon. I shouldn't be because it makes my Patreon look bad by comparison. And then you're all going to go, hey, Mike, what the fuck? And you're going to leave my Patreon or you're at least going to yell at me that I don't do more with mine. And you're right. And when I see him, it shames me uh, and, and it turns me around in a way where I, I want to do things better. And I will. So there you go. So please do me a favor. Go and vote on the online poll whose Patreon is better, mine or Pat's. And uh, which one has, you know, I will tell you this, Rock Solid has more incest, but mine has more dragons. So you can decide which is which. And vote in that Batman poll. That's very important. I told you that's out there lurking because God knows we need to know what people think about fucking Batman and Star Wars and Game of Thrones. And people need to shit in their diapies and make a fucking vote about Batman. What the fuck? What is wrong with you, man? And look. Again, I love the Joker. I love Batman. I'm excited to see the movies. But everybody's like, hey, they're like, hey, Rob Pat- Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman. And uh, and people are like, oh, I can't believe the guy from Twilight's going to be a Batman. This is so fucking stupid. You got to go ahead and redo it and change the whole fucking poll. And we got to have a poll. To- and why, why a poll? Just, what, just, who fucking cares? The Twilight idiot is Batman. So what? He's going to put on the fucking cowl. You won't even know who the fuck it is. You could cast Arsenio Hall as Batman. You'd have no fucking idea. He's always in the shadows. He's got a cowl on. It could be the same fucking guy. You know what they should do? They just tell everybody that they've cast Michael Keaton back as Batman and they just film him in the fucking shadows fighting dudes. Just have him fighting pixels and all that shit. And then you never have to fucking see who it is. And people would buy it because Batman's in a ridiculous costume all the fucking time. Jesus Christ. How, how many incarnations of Bruce Wayne do you need as a person that you're going to bitch about the new Bruce Wayne? There's been seven Bruce Waynes that I know of off the top of my head. I literally Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Apparently, got to have a hard K sound in your name. Uh, Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Affleck, uh, West, and then and then uh, now Pattinson, and then whoever the fuck is in that TV show, that Gotham show that they do, and then the cartoon Batman's Kevin, whatever the fuck his name is, Kevin. Kevin, his name's Kevin, Kevin Clooney, Kilmer, all these fucking dudes, Kevin Conroy, that's his name, Conroy, Kilmer, Clooney, Keaton, uh, Bale. And, and Affleck and like, Jesus, I, who cares? It doesn't fucking matter. Bruce Wayne is, is, uh, yes, rich playboy tuxedo, put anybody in a tuxedo. He's Bruce Wayne. Anybody at all. Rod Stewart singing standards can be Bruce Wayne. That's fine. Just don't get him in a fight scene. Try to film it from creative angles. So we don't see Rod Stewart get his ass beat by the fucking Joker or even worse. Rod Stewart goes at it in a scarecrow V scarecrow fight. That would be fucking great. Fucking Rod Stewart's just like Batman. They're like, how is the scarecrow Batman yet fighting the scarecrow? This makes no fucking sense at all. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't know why people, they stretch their brains to such capacity where they're sad about. And I guess it's because there's some so many things in life you can't control that I guess you think you have some control over Batman. I, I don't know. Because again, if you vote in those polls, and I'm sure everybody knows it's a disillusionment contest. That's all they're doing is they're just voicing their displeasure with the new Game of Thrones or they're voicing their displeasure with old Star Wars or whatever the fuck. Hey, BB-8 should be square, not round. Get the fuck out of here. Go get a fucking job. Go to a library. Free books for everybody. Read one. Go read a Three Musketeers book. What I personally think is should in Four Musketeers. Let's start a poll. Get the fuck out. Stop. Stop tampering with art. 
Let people do the art that they want. And if you don't want to support it, go support something else. There's 8 billion Batman out there. There's a million fucking things you love. Go love them. Don't fucking tell them they can't. Because can't, Pattinson, I'll tell you this, I don't know a fucking thing about the guy. I know he was in Twilight, and then he did uh, Good Time or High Time or whatever the fuck, and, and that movie looked great. I didn't see it, and I really want to, but the trailer for it, it's like he's like a criminal, and his brother's got autism, and he's also a criminal. They rob a bank. One goes to jail, whatever the fuck. Good Time, is that what it's called? Fast Time? I don't fucking know. But but he's brooding and sad and that, and that's all you got to be to be Batman. If you're brooding and sad, that's it. You know what? Here's, here's, you want to get the best possible performance of Robert Pattinson as Batman? Tell him about this online poll. <laughs> watch, watch his fucking head hang and watch him turn brooding and sad instantly when he finds out that the fucking world doesn't want him to be Batman. He'll be the best Batman you've ever seen in your fucking life because he'll be brooding and fucking sad. Wait, do me a favor. Let's have that shot in the cave again where he walks in and all the bats fly at him. Could we do that for the thousandth time? Oh, is there any way at all we could have his mom's pearls hit the floor of the alley in slow motion? That would be really great. And could we get a grinning Jack Napier slash Joker slash the Red Hood slash we're not supposed to know his identity, but we're going to tell you what his identity is 10 different times. And he stares right in Batman's face and then runs away. And then later on, he knows Batman's secret identity. Could we do that? Let's have a poll about that shit. Jesus. Fuck. Hi, I'm a grouch. I have become an old grouch. And I don't mean to. I certainly don't mean to. There's certainly things that I still love and like. Like Bright Bones. I loved Bright Bones. Did I mention that? I got to tell you all about Bright Bones. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what's funny? Truthfully, um, I, I was just going to do... I, I was going to do... Because, uh, you know, with, I, I do the Twitch channel. And I decided that once a month, I'm going to go ahead and put an old episode in, in, in here and let people hear it. So it's like a throwback to Twitch people. So I was just going to come in and do plugs and shit and then use an old episode. And I looked down at the thing and uh, we're at about a buck 10, which is, uh, you know, without plugs yet. So I should just, uh, I, and I know you're, you're sad at me because last week I just fucking ended the show where I was just like, all right, well, that's a lot of nonsense. And then I ended it and then I wound up talking more after the plugs or whatever the fuck. Um, but now, and so there's you, you, because in the old days, not even in the old days, I mean, I, when I have a story to tell, there's a button on it. Usually I can go ahead and tie it up in a nice way and I end the fucking thing. Uh, but there's no story here again. This is just, this is just high quality nonsense coming at you in a fucking blizzard, man. It's coming right at you. And I know you're going to say to yourself, well, this isn't high quality nonsense, certainly. And I, that's fine. We'll agree to disagree. Um, what are you, the Carl Ferrillo to my Jackie Robinson? I'm the Jackie Robinson of podcasting. You're the Carl Ferrillo who hates me. I don't fucking care for that nonsense. Uh, I'm going to say nonsense just as much as I say, here's the deal. Here's the, here's the deal with nonsense. <laughs> and there's the name of the show right at the end. Let me make a notation here and say to you guys, you guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt <laughs> I'm going to end it on that. I'm going to call it right there, baby. Here's the deal with nonsense. Uh, sadly, I think I may have called the show that before already. Oh man. Do I have to go do research? I don't want to do any fucking research. I don't want to lift the fucking crates, Eddie. Uh, Do I, uh, I'm, I'm so mad. Do I end it? I'll tell you what, here's the thing. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to put up a poll and I'm going to see if you guys think I should end the show. How about that? Should I go ahead and have you vote on it? Let's have a poll. Uh, you guys can get me at Mike and Mike You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that? I am motherfuckers. Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Mike four zero Y O B. I'm also at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm at youtube.com 
TV or no youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm all over the fucking place, baby. Uh, go find me, please, at YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Face Pack. Face, I'm at facepack.com. <sighs> this is what happens when you're talking at the fucking speed of your head sometimes. Sometimes you go Facebook, sometimes you go Face Pack, uh, which is run by Mark Cluckerberg. Uh, all right, so let's start over. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt Comedy.com and give me my, you know why my throat is, I'm going to drink some water. Hold on. I'm going to drink some water and that's going to change the whole thing. My throat is all fucked up. All right. Ha. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt Comedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can find me at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. You can find me on the PS4 network at Mike40YOB. You can find me at Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and at YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Look at me at all those goddamn places. I'll probably tell you about more of these on the other side of the break. Uh, Because history repeats itself And I'm nothing if not historical Hey, our good friend Ryan Dirks Does all the web stuff for this show He's really cool Find him at facebook.com Slash Ryan Dirks You can find him at facebook.com Slash Ryan Dirks Tell him he's great Tell him he's your friend Tell him he's the best Tell him we love him And you love him And everybody loves everything That he's ever done for us All over the place All over this world My throat made a noise there And I apologize I don't like when my throat Makes a noise for you people Uh, See, that's not good Then you're hearing my throat Make a noise And you're thinking I don't have control of my own body And all of a sudden My fucking uvula is trying to make it seen or heard and whatever the fuck and i'm like god damn you uvula step down step down uvula uh again non-zero chance you're eating a uvula on top chef as well they might go ahead and bring one of those out for you you're choking that down it's fucking perfect uh okay so uh what else can i tell you so oh so ryan dirks he's on facebook find him be his friend and tell him he's great and of course david hernandez is uh the guy who helps us out with artwork and music here on the show uh you guys can find him at facebook.com slash david mex hernandez and be his friend over there please that's the very important place to find him. He's located at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. He has an art by DMH album on his Facebook page. You can check that out. It's got, uh, I mean, tons of his past work, like the, the portraits he's done. Uh, he did these things called Valscapes and Gaikons, uh, caricatures, whatever the fuck you want to see. He's got it there. But you got to be his friend on Facebook at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and look through his photos and find the art by DMH album located there on his Facebook page. Um, and if you want, we have a, you know, we have a fan club here called the Westside 86 Jokers available. I, I don't mention that often here, but the Westside 86 Jokers is available right now via the, uh, the website, uh, Facebook. <laughs> if you go to facebook.com slash Westside 86 Jokers, and that's the number eight, six, uh, I believe it's, it's found whatever the fuck. If you Google Mike Schmidt fan club, it should come up. Uh, but if you go there, you can look at all the cover artwork that Mex has done there as well. He's done, uh, he hasn't done one in a couple of months, but, but the one he has up there is fucking amazing. And, and just, and he, he used to do it every single week and it was fucking fantastic. You scroll through those, take a look at those. They're there. They're amazing. And you can get a good look at all of his, uh, caricature work that he does. And also he's available to do your Facebook profile caricature as well. Uh, a lot of people utilized him in that area and that worked out great for him and them. Uh, so you can actually get him if you want to send him an email. Uh, you can get him. He's, uh, David at art by That's David at art by Um, the Facebook page is preferred facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez be his friend over there. Uh, but also again, he is available as well via email, David at art by And also he's got a, um, a Facebook group. It's closed, but you can join. It's super easy to join. It's called, uh, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. I believe that's what it's called. And it's available right now on the Facebook, uh, page. I was gonna say on, on the Facebook channel, Jesus Christ, it's on Facebook. 
if you go ahead and put it in there. And if you become his friend, you'll see it because he cross promotes all the goddamn time. Um, he's certainly much better at that than I am at this fucking point. Uh, but that's changing because I took a class. Maybe I'll tell you about that on the other side if I didn't tell you about it last week already. Uh, but this group, it's called, this is dumb. That's dumb. I'm dumb. You're dumb. And, uh, you know, and Mex creates memes on there. He creates characters. He creates content and it shows you what he can do regarding, uh, I would almost say even like in a, in a comic strip type of way. I mean, he just does really great stuff. So again, like I said, become his, uh, his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, reach him via email, David at art by DMH.com. Go to the, this is dumb. That's dumb group. Or you know, you can go to artbydmh.com and check out the website. It's uh, It's got all the stuff that he did with advertising and his developmental work, things like that. But if you really want to get to see his caricatures, his guy cons, the portraits, things that he can do for you um, in a non-business capacity, I think is the way I would describe it, then become his friend. If you want to, if you care about his, you know, his advertising stuff and you're looking at him for business or for your business, certainly go to artbydmh.com. But if you want to get him involved in doing anything personal for you, painting your dogs, painting you, painting your family, he works in watercolors, he works in oils, he does amazing things with macaroni. You want to get this guy on board with you and doing whatever the fuck you want. He uh, he quotes prices via Facebook, whatever the fuck. Find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Check out the guy cons, the portraits, the valscapes, all in his Art by DMH album there on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Hi, welcome to the Dynamic Small Business Conference. Names, please? Calm your tongue, Laos! I am Yi, loyal Medina of Thorgard, the most brutal of Shai Khan's generals, a vicious beast whose name is on the lips of all terrified children, and with good reason. He comes to them in the night, filling their soft, unformed brains with the deafening screams of their own mothers, naked and staked to the ground, writhing in agony as each of their slimy orifices is filled to bursting with legions of blood termites. Thorgard, Thorgard. Here you are. Silence! Your feeble meanderings mean nothing to one such as us. Why, if there were ten less people in the lobby of this Hilton Garden Inn, Thorgar would have already thrust his infected fist into your gaping maw and down your bloated gullet, his rapier-like talons ripping their way through your entrails and exiting through your pulsing, contaminated scrotum. Terrific. Just grab your name tags from the table and... Uh... You dare give the Guardian of Purgatory instructions? The unholy horror of souls has defiled many conferences and is well-versed in the rituals of each. Your inconsequential gathering is no different from the last! Let's see... Alan... Andrews... Baker... Faust... Faust... Faust! Thomas Faust! Yes, that's what it says right here. yourself, Vermin! It was heralded in Luciferian scripture that the abortion known as Tom Faust would one day return to plague my master! For 12,000 nights, the keeper of all of Hell's keys has devoured infants in all dimensions, crushing their skulls between his powerful jaws, uttering the name of Faust through gurgling blood-stained lips. Faust was always just out of his profane reach. The holy barrier constructed by the Archangel Gabriel had thus far kept him from our grasp. But now, now it appears the hour of reckoning is nigh. Faust! Yes, master, he should have stayed in London, but his return here to Cincinnati, Ohio, has left him vulnerable to our whims, and our whims are many. The depraved ones, Kilo Nine Tons, will flay the flesh from his wretched bones, and after each stroke, 
leaves him writhing in shuddering agony. His pathetic frame will be lowered into a boiling cauldron filled with the cum of a thousand fiends. He will have the obscene pleasure of watching himself be eaten alive by Amit herself. Then, once the devouring is complete, the soul eater will squat and relieve herself directly into his pompous mouth. Remember how full of yourself you were in Boston, Faust? Now, you will truly know what that phrase means. Vengeance will be ours, Faust! <coughs> Oh, Thorgar and Yeep, you scamps. Uh, that was by request, actually. Eh, not really by request. I, <laughs> I was on Twitch yesterday doing a live broadcast of uh, Vikings and Robots, and then... I did Yeep's voice, and then uh, someone mentioned Yeep, because we have a Yeep emoji that people can do if they sponsor the show. If you pay a certain amount a month, if you're a Tier 2 subscriber, you get a Yeep emoji. It's fucking beautiful. And then I said, I should play. I was talking about how hard it is to do Yeep's voice, and I said, uh, uh, it, but the thing is, I love writing it so much that the first couple I wrote were, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, and then the last one we did, which is the one you just heard, is over three minutes long. So, because I kept writing it, it was so fun to write the nonsense. God, stop saying nonsense. Fuck. It was so fun to write the crazy dialogue, but then I would write it and then I'd finish and I'd go, Jesus Christ, I got to scream this. I got to fucking, I got to do this. Uh, say this, I guess you'd say. Um, but I love it. Is <laughs> I yawn in your face? Huge fan? I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge hand or a huge fan. We got sponsors, folks. Did you know that? We do. Uh, sponsors is uh, that's aggressive because that's plural. We have one sponsor. It's our great friends over at the Paranoid Strain podcast. You can find in the iTunes store right now. Uh, download it. Subscribe. Do what you got to do to get the Paranoid Strain into your life. I demand it. God damn it. Because our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, works so fucking hard. He and, uh, and Dana Unicorn are out there taking care of business and getting the best stuff done. Uh, and really putting together a show where they have to work hard and just and put out an... An entertaining yet informational show or an informational yet entertaining show, whatever the fuck you want to say. It's it's all things to every person. That's right. A lot of people you say you can't be all things to all people. I say bullshit. Follow the career of a fearful Jesuit and the, and the show The Paranoid Strain and you'll find out that it is capable to be all things to all people. Like I said, subscribe in the iTunes store right now. I actually have the new episode myself to listen to this week. Ha ha. That's right. I'm better than you. Uh, but it's because he sponsors. So I like to get a jump on it. He's very nice to include me. Uh, but right now. If you subscribe, you get all the older episodes. You get uh, right now in the in the iTunes store. It's the the assassination episode is still there, uh, and the new one is coming. If not next week, certainly the week after. But it's it's in its final stages, and I get to listen to it, and you don't. Ha ha! Unless you want to come over to my house and have a listening party, let's do that. Holy shit! Come on over to my house. We'll listen to the Paranoid Strain together. That's what I want to do, and then we'll leave a, a, a review in the iTunes store together, talking about how much we loved it, and it brought us closer together as people. And uh, and also write a note to uh, to our friend Fearful Jesuit. You want to get him via email? The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. He's there. He's lurking. He's waiting for your letter up there at the compound. Uh, go ahead and write him a note and tell him how much you love the show, how much you love me, how much you heard about the show through me. Let's him know I'm a hitter. Let's him know that the sponsorship is working out. Uh, he's just a, just a good guy. And I, and I hope you'll do your best to support our friend, Fearful Jesuit. He's got so many monks to feed, so many grains of rice to paint on. Uh, and sometimes, here's the thing, sometimes they accidentally, they cook the painted on rice 
And then the monks eat that. So you're solving one problem, but you're ruining the other because you got so many uh, grains of rice you got to paint and you got so many monks you got to feed. But then you paint the grains of rice and then the monk eats them all and then you got to pay more grains of rice. It's a it's a never ending fucking prophecy. It just happens over and over. We can't have that, folks. So please do your best to listen to the show. Review it in the iTunes store. Talk about how much you love it. Mention us uh, and keep him in rice that, that to, for both tasks. Let him feed the monks and paint the rice. Give him give him all your support so he can go ahead and do both of those things and have all of the rice. He can be all of the rice to all people. Like I said, not a lot of people can do that. Fearful Jesuit can do it. So please get the Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store right now. Download it. New episode coming soon. If not next week, certainly the week after. And I will be happy to tell you about it once I'm done listening to it. And it's up there for your to uh, your ears to eat, to consume, I suppose you would call it. Uh, but please do that. Fucking yawns. Fuck. Sorry. Apologize for that. Who wants to be a cameo uh, person? Uh, that's wrong. Who wants to be an Uber Lyft person? Look at all these plugs all smashed into one another like a car accident. Let's talk about cameo first. Cameo is a phone thing. You can hire me to do a phone thing where I'll call you or a relative or a friend or someone you love. I'll call somebody you hate. I don't give a fuck. If you pay me, I'll do whatever the fuck you say. Go to Cameo. It's an app you can download out of your phone right now. The Cameo app. I'm there. Find me with my name, Mike Schmidt. I'm there lurking and I'm ready to do whatever the fuck you need me to do. Hey, if you want me to call Fearful Jesuit and ask him to tell the monks to stop eating all the goddamn rice, I can do that as well. Uh, But please hire me through the Cameo app. Look for my name, Mike Schmidt. There's plenty of other choices on there as well. And you may find somebody more famous. Somebody more awesome, but you won't find anybody who puts more of an effort into it than me. Go ahead and watch some of these clips. They're doing the same thing. Oh, well, bullshit. Actually, Debbie Gibson does an amazing thing. She'll sing a whole fucking song for you. Ah, you know what? I used to be the king of cameo, and now look at me. I'm on the scrap heap. Do me a favor. Roll my cameo wheelchair up to the cameo cliff and dump me out of the cameo sharp rocks below. That's all I care about. Just let me die on something sharp. Uh, but I'll film it for you. It'll be my final will and testament. I'll film it for you if you cameo me. I promise. Here's I make this promise to you. If you buy a cameo for me and you say, kill yourself during this cameo, I will consider it. But you got to spiff me. I can't do it just for the 20 bucks. Uh, Something for you to think about. If you come up with a a, a large sum, I will kill myself on cameo for you. That seems weird. That's the kind of thing. Fuck you, yawns. That's the kind of thing you would call the police for to get an intervention against me. (laughs) If you thought it was serious. It's not serious. But still, try me. Go ahead and hire me on cameo. See what the fuck happens. Uh, it's available now. Download the app to your phone. You can also find it on your laptop. Uh, but the best way to do it is through your phone. Please do it. Get me some money. Hire me to do some phone stuff, baby. Uh, Uber and Lyft are out there. If you want to be a Lyft driver, use my code Mike720057. That's all caps M I K E 720057. All caps Mike720057. That's if you want to become a Lyft driver. If you want to become a first time Lyft passenger, You've never ridden in a lift before. You can use my code and get me a spiff off of that. Thank you for thinking of me. Same thing with Uber, D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. And that's all lowercase. D-J-Z-W, the number one, Y-T-T-U-E. Go ahead and use that Uber code if you want to be a driver. Works out perfectly. If you want to, fuck it, I'm getting attacked by yawns. I got to stop. Uh, it, it works out great with you want to be a driver at Uber. And if you want to be a first-time rider, use the code DJZW1YTTUE. It is out there. It is ready for you to use and get me some cash, man. Uh, the YouTube channel exists. As I've mentioned the Twitch channel exists. Those are out there. Go ahead and subscribe to those. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Um, 
all sorts of cool ass stuff on there. You can go ahead and check out the the archives of the podcast. More to be added soon. Uh, I have a, a listener who has reached out, and he and I are getting a tutorial together where we're going to go ahead and put up all the older or whatever the you know the most recent episodes, which I have not put up yet. Uh, and also Twitch, man, I'm there streaming five days a week, six days a week. I'm off Mondays. But the other six days, I'm there, usually around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes it's 4. If you join the Discord, there's a 40-year-old boy Discord. If you join that, you'll always find out when I'm going to be on the air. And if you just go to Twitch once and you follow the channel, subscribe to the channel, then whenever I go ahead and I sign on, it'll say Mike Schmidt is now broadcasting, so you can come and visit me. Right now, like I said, we're in the middle of Vikings and Robots, where I'm like a lady uh, Viking. My dad just died, and now I'm setting out into the world to go try to find my mom or a robot monster. It's called Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's a really fun, exciting game. And I hope you will go ahead and join me as we're playing it every single day now until we finish it. It's pretty damn cool. Uh, so that's go ahead and subscribe at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Thank you so much. Uh, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. I got the Amazon link out there. Go ahead and use that. And um, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. It's a fantastic symbiotic relationship. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited about a lot of things. Apparently, please go ahead and use the Amazon thing. I don't know if you saw today. Jeff Bezos, his wife, his ex-wife has offered to give uh, like half of her fortune to charity. And, uh, and here's what I say. Instead of that, Mrs. Bezos, why don't you use half of your fortune to buy something via the 40-year-old boy Amazon link? Now, this way, you give back to Jeff for all of his money that he ever gave you, and then I get to spot profit off of it, and then I'll go ahead and I'll give some money to charity. Look at this. Rope me into your thing. Let's do a three-way. I know you and Jeff have that relationship, but rope me in for a three-way. We, let's, go, let's go male, male, female, MMF. Make me the second M in your MMF sandwich and use my link, Mrs. Bezos, the former Mrs. Bezos. Uh, but if she doesn't do that, you guys can do whatever you want. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the Joe Business page, which is the merchandise page, and click on the Amazon link and do all, all of your shopping. You're buying stuff, right? I mean, we're all buying stuff on Amazon. What the fuck, man? That's how it works. So if you use that code, or not that code, that uh, you use my link, the uh, the Amazon link, then I get, I get uh, credit, and I'm happy. And then you're happy you helped me. And then the Bezos family is helped because they got more money to pocket and give away to the poor. Inadvertently, by using my link, you're helping the poor. You hear that? Because you think you're just helping Amazon, but no, some of that money goes to Mrs. Bezos and she's going to charity. Uh, and, and, and then it helps out the poor. Look at you. Buy something on Amazon and buy a homeless guy a sock. This is how it works. You don't have to. And, and this, it, it, the messiness of buying a homeless guy a sock direct is gone. Whatever you buy on Amazon, a fucking vibrator, a shovel, a goddamn car. A chunk of that will go to Mrs. Bezos, and a chunk of that will go to Cheruby, uh, Cheruby, Charity to buy a hobo a sock. I'm going <laughs> to sneezing and yawning this fucking whole time. I want to I just fucking throw this laptop into the sea. God damn it. I'm furious. Uh, I hope you said bless me, and if you did, I say thank you for that. So please go use the Amazon link and, uh, and buy stuff. You get, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. I have a Patreon page. Did you know that? I do. The Patreon page exists and it's out there for you to go ahead and become a member of. I just shared, like I said, the first episode of Real Money with me and Pat talking about Eddie Money's reality show. That's available now on my Patreon. And uh, and as I've mentioned, go ahead and subscribe to the Rock Solid Patreon. Anybody $5 and up as a subscriber monthly gets the Real Money episodes. We're only going to do the one on my Patreon. It's kind of a commercial to get people to sign up to Ra- Pat's Rock Solid. Uh, but you can get the first episode right now on my Patreon, and that's for uh, all subscribers. Anybody, I think I did it for a dollar and up because I'm, I'm so... I'm so woeful over there. I wanted to make sure I gave you guys something special, and then I'll be doing more things for different tiers going forward. Yes, I can say that it's every week, but I, it's a thing. It's on my list. It's on my dream catcher list, my wish list, my uh, bucket list, some fucking list, whatever the fuck I have, but you're on it. Just know that. 
Uh, but if you go to patreon.com and become my patron, I'll be very happy. And again, if you go to rocksolid.com and become Pat, Pat, Pat's patron, Patreon at patron, whatever the fuck, uh, I'll be very happy for that as well. And while I'm plugging my friends, let's do this, man. My good friend, Mike Siegel, host of the Travel Tales podcast, which I just recorded, and I don't know when it's coming out, but it's an episode we talk about Japan. Uh, but he is a, he's a working stand-up comedian. He's all over the place on the boats. He's all over the world. But also, he is a man who has a, a comedy special available right now for download on the internet. I think it's 30 minutes long. It's a fucking dollar. Can you believe that? One dollar to get 30 minutes of Mike Siegel. That's, that's worth it just to stare at his fucking cheekbones that goddamn long. What you want to do is go to vidangel.com slash movie slash Mike hyphen Siegel. Now, I'm going to go ahead and spell all this. V-I-D-A-N-G-E-L dot com, vidangel.com slash movie slash Mike hyphen Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L. One more time, vidangel.com slash movie slash Mike hyphen Siegel. Uh, to get Mike Siegel's comedy special. And he's put clips up on social media, but it's a 30-minute thing, and it's a buck. It's a fucking dollar, man. I mean, there's nothing. You can get a box of macaroni and cheese for a buck. You can get one Chobani for a buck. Sometimes when they're on sale, you can get one Faye for a buck. But why can't you get 30 minutes of Mike Siegel for a buck? Cough it up, man, you cheap fucks. You're not really cheap fucks. You're very nice. You're giving us Patreon money and Amazon, all that other stuff. And I know I'm constantly in your pocket. I don't mean to be, but it's nice of you to support this fucking show. It keeps me out of the Uber. It keeps me off the road, and it keeps me thinking that there's a viability of this happening and being a thing that I can make a career out of, and I appreciate all of you. And uh, and Mike appreciates you, and Pat appreciates you. So go to Pat's Rock Solid, become a patron at Patreon. And uh, and But Mike Siegel's comedy special, again, it's a goddamn dollar. It's hysterical. The guy's one of, uh, just a fantastic comedian. He made like the, I think the final five on, on last comic standing. He's just terrific. Vidangel.com slash movie slash Mike hyphen Siegel. Go find it right now. And I want to go ahead and shout out uh, a listener named Gary McVeigh. Gary is a listener. He's been around a long time. And Gary, uh, he, uh, he has a musical project called Caucasian Mail. And he wrote me a note and he's like, Mike, I hope you don't mind. We used your voice in this song. And I have to admit, at first I was like, uh, well, you could have fucking asked, you know what I mean, to get that thing. But initially, but then I'm like, what's the internet, man? I put my voice out there. People put their voices out there. And it's, uh, you know, and look, let's not all remix me into a fucking song. But I said, all right, well, I'll give it a listen. So I went and listened. There's a song called Dumb Dumb Bullet by Caucasian Male. You can find it on YouTube right now. I'm not going to give you the address for it, but uh, I'll post it in the Facebook fan club page. But uh I was in a car when I, I, you know, I got the note and then I went, I was like, you know, I didn't open it. And then I opened it and I listened to the song and, uh, God damn, it's fun. It's just a great song. It, you know, it reminds me of like big audio dynamite or it reminds me of like the song that you'd hear in uh, in the credits for snatch or lock stock and two smoking barrels. I mean, it's just, it's very kind of, uh, I, I it's, it's electronic, but it's, it's kind of groovy. And it's English, and it's just it's just so fucking good. And it's got vocal samples in it, but I won't tell you when mine is or what I say. Uh, but it's pretty fucking great. Because, again, dudes, listen, if you can be privileged enough to hear a song and then you're in it. Again, I've got a guy who writes theme songs for me. I have a guy who's written songs about me, written whole fucking albums about me. It's just, it's such a goddamn privilege. And when a listener goes ahead and mixes me into a fucking song, dude, it was just... It's like our friend Michael in Boston who wrote a song about the show, too. I mean, you guys are just the coolest, and I appreciate you stepping out and using me or or doing something like that to, to bring attention to the show. Uh, you know, I appreciate you crediting me and then writing me to tell me that it's out there so that I can discover it. And again, so go right now to YouTube, Caucasian Mail. The song is called Dumb Dumb Bullet, D-U-M-D-U-M Bullet, and that's uh, two separate dumb 
dumb or, you know, dumb. And then it ends and then dumb. So it's dumb, dumb bullet, three words. And, uh, and it's just, like I said, it's a little big audio dynamite song. It's got a feel that's kind of groovy and, and, uh, man, you should check it out. It's really good. And I'm so happy that Gary included me and thank you, dude. That's really nice of you. And I got to tell you, man, I have, uh, this show has another one of the reasons why, like I said, once a month, I was going to start putting out these, um, you know, these, these shows to catch the Twitch people up on stuff. And, uh, and our, uh, there was a special request by a listener named Ann Zill, like uh, our friend Ruben, our friend Casey had shows that they wanted to hear, but Ann had the episode number in the year. So I pulled it and I was going to use it, but then we got to talk in here, man. And we fucking look at us. We rampaged. So we did it. We did a show on our own. So I think all of a sudden I look up, I'm at an hour. I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. And I, you know, I could do two hours, three hours with you guys, but I don't know who likes that anymore because sometimes people don't, I don't whatever feedback, who cares? Um, but maybe next week we'll use Anne's episode and, uh, and that'll be in here and you'll be able to hear which one it is. But again, another one of the reasons why I uh, was going to cut the show short this week or just to a plug show. Um, I'm deaf again in my left ear. I cannot hear myself in my left ear. I have, I have a, I don't know what the fuck, I know exactly what it is. I got wax impacted in my fucking ear and I, I can't do anything about it. It started this morning, uh, Wednesday morning before I went to the gym and I, you know, I usually I can like hold my nose and kind of pop my ears in it, but I, I couldn't. It's just, it's completely, all I hear is the tinnitus ringing in my left fucking ear. And uh, I finished at the gym. I came home. I laid down for about an hour and 15 minutes with peroxide in my ear. And it does this thing where it fizzes and it eats through the first layer and then the second layer and it's dripping slowly into your ear canal. And Jesus Christ, is it fucking annoying and it hurts. And like I said, I'd much rather go to the fucking doctor. I'd, look, you know me. You've heard this show a million fucking times. I've been to the emergency room for this problem. They're, they've cleaned out my ears for me because it's so fucking bad because I don't like to put anything in my goddamn ear because when I was a kid, I had a perforated eardrum and Jesus Christ, by year, whatever the fuck. But seriously, I laid down today with the peroxide in my ear for over an hour, hour and 15 minutes maybe, and it didn't fucking work. I mean, it got the first couple of layers out, but then it, uh, it you know, peroxide is, it's just, it's fizzling and it's kind of corrosive and it feels, and I had somebody tell me, they're like, oh man, no, it doesn't do any damage really. And I'm like, well, the inside of my ear is fucking raw right now from having this fucking peroxide and they're bubbling and fizzing and, and I, it just, fe- it just feels hot in there. And I just, I still have uh, an impact. I get a Twix bar in my ear, whatever the fuck it is. Cause here's the deal. Normally I, I told you, I don't put anything in my ear, but then I busted off a, like a, a pen uh, you don't. All right. I apologize. Like this, you know how you clip your pen into your pocket? All right. Well, I snapped off that because it's plastic. It's rounded. It's not sharp. And so I can put that in my ear. And if it's hard wax or fucking crunchy or whatever, I can scoop it out. Kind of. I can fucking dig into it and kind of do an angle with it. And kind of. If I, I mean, I pulled one time I was in the fucking car and I pulled out a thing out of my ear that I actually put on the dashboard next to a quarter for scale and took a photo of it just to show you what I'm going through, just to show you the fucking stuff that lives inside my goddamn skull. Well, this time I tried to use the plastic to scoop it out, but I can't because right now I get an earful of peanut butter. It's that consistency. So like I can't grab anything to pull it out because I just wind up cutting a swath through it, but I can't. There's so much of it. I can't get to my fucking ear. Dude, how gross is this? Honestly, I got to shut the fuck up. I can't imagine that this is the thing you want to hear. Hey, Mike's got a head full of fudge. Well, fuck me, man. Nobody wants to hear about my head full of fudge. You you know what? Right now you wish you were me. You wish you had a head full of fudge and you couldn't hear anything out of your fucking left ear because then you'd be like, fuck, I'll just take out my right ear, but Mike can talk about a goddamn head full of peanut butter and fudge and I want it to fucking worry about it. But dudes, how do you think I fucking feel? I got this fucking head full of gunk. It's just like caulk. 
caulk or something. Like somebody sprayed a caulk gun into my fucking ear and it's brown and nasty. And I put the peroxide in there and it fucking foams. And then I put a paper towel on there and I can just, it just leaves brown spots. So I got like the fucking shroud of earwax tour into my fucking hand. And I know Jesus isn't happy about that at all because I'm comparing him to fucking earwax. But at the same fucking time, Jesus, if you want to fix this, step in, motherfucker. Come down here and turn fucking water into wine and turn a fish into a Q-tip and fix my fucking head because my skull's about to fucking explode from this impacted goddamn wax. And I feel awful. Do me a favor. Kill me. Dude, that's it. Jesus, come to earth and kill me. And then in three days, wake me the fuck up. But after you've cleaned my ears out, knock me the fuck out, baby. That's all I care about. Jesus, get down here and fucking make sure that I fucking go wind up with a goddamn Ready? You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey, hey.